Wisdom, the final frontier to true knowledge. Welcome to Wisdom Trek, where our mission is to create a legacy of wisdom, to seek out discernment and insights, to boldly grow where few have chosen to grow before. Hello, my friend. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your captain on our journey to increase wisdom and create a living legacy. Thank you for joining us as we explore wisdom on our second millennium of podcast. This is day 1016 of our trek, and it is Wisdom Wednesday. Creating a biblical worldview is important in order to have a proper perspective on today's current events. To establish a biblical worldview, it is required that we also have a proper understanding of God's Word. Especially in our Western cultures, we do not fully understand the scriptures from the mindset and the cultures of the author. In order to help us all have a better understanding of some of the more obscure passages in God's Word, we are investing Wisdom Wednesdays, reviewing a series of essays from one of today's most prominent Hebrew scholars, Dr. Michael S. Heiser. He has compiled these essays into a book titled, I Dare You Not to Bore Me with the Bible. Were all of the books written by the apostles included in the Bible? If not, why not? Today's essay we will explore, Paul's Lost Letters. Throughout modern history, there has been a discussion of how particular books were included in the New Testament. Dan Brown's blockbuster novel and subsequent movie, The Da Vinci Code, based its conspiratorial plot in part on the notion that other Gospels had been eradicated by spiteful church authorities and an emperor openly partial to orthodoxy. The success of the novel and movie prompted many churchgoers to ask whether or not all the books that should be included in the New Testament actually were. To be sure, Dan Brown took a lot of liberties with the facts in his story. But what if we're not dealing with fiction? The New Testament itself tells us that there were books written by the apostles that didn't make it into the Bible. Does this surprise you? Well, let's take a look. The first passage is 1 Corinthians chapter 5, 9. In 1 Corinthians, Paul himself mentions an earlier letter that he wrote to the same church in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. And it goes, When I wrote to you before... I told you to not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sins. While some interpreters argue that Paul was referring to the letter that he was currently writing, which was 1 Corinthians, most acknowledge that this explanation is weak. Taken at face value, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9 tells us that Paul had written to the church before, but that letter had not survived, and thus it is not part of the New Testament. Let's look at another example in the book of Colossians. In Paul's letter to the church in Colossae, in Colossians chapter 4, verse 16, he says, After you have read this letter, pass it on to the church in Laodicea so they can read it too. And you should read the letter that I wrote to them. What was this letter from Laodicea? What happened to it? The phrase, letter from Laodicea, is a literal translation of the Greek that suggests that the letter came from Laodicea. This is a bit misleading, though. The phrase does not necessarily mean that this letter was written by someone in Laodicea to Paul or to the Colossians. Colossians chapter 4 verse 16 tells us that letters to churches were circulated, and so it may be that this Laodicea letter was written by Paul and was to be sent to the Christian Colossae, like the Colossians letter was to be sent to the believers in Laodicea. Some scholars have speculated that this letter isn't actually missing. The region of Laodicea is also identified with the city of Ephesus, indicating that the letter from Laodicea may actually be the epistle to the Ephesians. Others disagree, though, stating that a good case can be made from the book of Acts chronology for the letter to the Colossians being written before the letter to the Ephesians. 
If this is the case, then the letter to Laodicea must not have been the letter to the Ephesians contained in the New Testament, because Colossians chapter 4 verse 16 directly references a letter that is supposedly already exist. If indeed this letter from Laodicea is not Ephesians, then we have another one of Paul's letters that never made it into the New Testament. Now is this a cause for concern? Are the missing apostolic letters something that should cause us concern? Are we somehow driven to the conclusion that the process of collecting the inspired books of the New Testament was flawed? Some believers might be troubled at the thought. But the problem is not that the circumstances of history worked against God. The problem is a flawed view of inspiration that sees the act of writing scripture as some sort of single moment divine encounter. If we think inspiration is merely a string of momentary supernatural writing sessions, then it would be expected that anything spiritual written by the apostles or his close associate had to be preserved. If something went missing, then it looks like something went wrong or God's intentions were thwarted by human ineptitude. Rather than seeing inspiration as a string of mystical encounters, we ought to understand that the apostles were normal people whose work for the Lord was in concert with the general providence of God. We know that by comparing New Testament to other literatures of its day, that the apostles used vocabulary, styles, and forms of expression that were quite commonplace. The scripture writers were not under some sort of holy spell that meant everything that they thought, spoke, or wrote had to be safeguarded. Rather, God influenced them through circumstances of providence to write what he deemed necessary for posterity. This perspective moves the focus of inspirations from the writers to the ultimate providential guidance of God. We owe both the writers of God and God a debt of gratitude for giving us the word of God. And that will conclude our essay for today. Next Wisdom Wednesday, we will continue in the New Testament as we look at Dr. Heiser's next essay titled, Destiny and Destination. I believe that you'll find this another interesting topic to consider as we build our biblical worldview. Tomorrow, we will continue with our three-minute humor nugget that will provide you with a bit of cheer, which will help you to lighten up and live that rich and satisfying life. So encourage your friends and family to join us and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek creating a legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past 1,015 treks or read the wisdom journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. I encourage you to subscribe to Wisdom Trek on your favorite podcast player so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.